guys sound fine. Okay, good. Good. Awesome. I'll just have to give you my sad profile. Oh, man, it is so weird. I can still hear myself, but still? it's, like, slower. Did I close Google Hangouts? Uh, yes. No, you guys are all still on screen. It's fine. Okay. Mark was very loud for a minute there. We? No, Mark. Me? It's Mark. Mark oh. Prime. That's right. It's like I can... Oh, it's like I can hear my thoughts before they happen. Um, wouldn't they be after they happen if you're doing I, it? I'm confused. <laughs> oh, well. I don't know which voice is really me. Isn't that kind of how you live your life on a day-to-day basis? Future Christy. Is your microphone on on uh, Zencaster or Google? I've got her muted, so. Oh, okay. It should be good to go. You guys ready to rock and roll? Yeah, I think so. Uh, all right, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of Dance Robot Dance. Um, we're recording on a Thursday night. It is Thanksgiving. So when Tim listens to this, happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We uh, decided to get together tonight and do uh, another little extra episode. We did our top five albums on Tuesday. We released it on the weekend. Um, but we figured Mark, too, didn't get a chance to give us his list. So we thought we'd hop on really quick and uh, discuss. He put it, he posted his list for us, and I thought it was pretty interesting. So I thought we'd get on here and uh, talk about it. We have to come up with an alternative nickname for him, though. He we always do. has a different nickname. Christie's Mark. I don't know it's really long to say. So. And it was much shorter when I say my Mark. Yeah, but I can't call him nah. my Mark because I am my Mark. Yeah. So that doesn't really work. Um, you were Spanish, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark's been... Uh, other Mark has been a number of things on the show. Uh, there's since Greek, we, Greek Mark. There's Greek Mark, Spanish never Mark. Never Portuguese Mark. No, there's never Portuguese Mark. Tom uh, Mark. Hanks Mark? Sorry? Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks Mark? Mark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was Crappy Mark. There was Lame oh, Mark. terrible. No. All horrible things no. that we called other Mark. So we could differentiate him from me. Uh... Yeah, it's been two days since we recorded last, so we don't have anything to talk about. We're going to hop <laughs> right into the topic at hand. Well, so We could make small, awkward chitter-chatter. Uh, isn't that what we're doing right now, where we try to decide what we should be calling other Mark? Uh, yeah, um, pretty much. Burp Mark. Gassy Mark. Gassy Mark. Gassy Mark. Gas Mark. Gas Mark. Gas mask. No. Uh, Lame. Uh, <laughs> Stop all your head. <laughs> Never ahead. Bingo card. Can we call her Lame Christy? No. We, <laughs> that's what we call her behind the scenes. Oh, my feelings. <laughs> oh, wait. We weren't supposed to tell her that. Oh, oh my feelings. No. Wow. Don't do that. Awesome. So, <laughs> Mark, did you, you saw Arliss in, uh, in our little group chat, didn't you? I saw a few of them. Um, I don't remember them. Awesome. I don't even remember mine, so we'll have to re- <laughs> reread uh, mine. Okay. I'm I'm glad we did this in an organized fashion. <laughs> yeah. Totally. This is uh, working out really well so far. Yeah. It's because okay, we've done three podcasts this week, Mark. That's true. We have. I don't know why I volunteered to do another one. This is a, probably a bad idea. No. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. No. Man. That is a lot to do. 
It's okay. I need edit everything. I need shit to do, so I don't have anything going on. So I need things to do. You keep saying that. Work employees are going to hear you, and they're not going to hire you. (laughs) (laughs) New employees have to find. New employers have to find me, and by the time I get there, I'll be fine. Yeah. I just won't tell anybody about the podcast till much, much later. Um. Well, we can run through. If you want to run quickly through what the the three of us said as our lists so i'll go quickly for mark yeah uh number five was appetite for destruction guns and roses yep guns and roses yeah uh number four was the white pony by the deftones yep good album with their best one by far uh i don't know if by far but definitely their best one uh number three was matthew goodband's underdogs oh great album yeah uh number two is pearl jams 10 yep and my number one was u2's octung baby I'm surprised by Octane Baby. I would have thought you would have picked uh, Pearl Jam first. I'm a man of many mysteries. Yeah, Octane Baby is a good album, though. Octane Baby is the best album. So I don't know. People would people would fight Joshua Tree. And I said that on the podcast, and neither of these guys argued with me about it. So I was like, fine, fuck it. I'll take it. <laughs> but no, I think Octane, I think Octane Baby is the better record of the two. I, I prefer it more, but I think there's more hits on Joshua. Mm, that's you gotta look at that track list again buddy because uh it's pretty debatable uh christy do you have your list in front of you or do you want me to read it no i got it i got it i got it all right so my number five was imogen heat speak for yourself cool number four was mother mother oh my heart uh close close call with uh cold play it was almost made the number four um, number three was Queen's Greatest Hits, and everyone was upset about it. <laughs> Compila- compilations are horseshit picks, is what we were trying to say. <laughs> Let Freddie Mercury have this. Um, number two was Death Cab for Cutie, Transatlanticism. Yep. Uh, very close to Plans. Plans was like inched. And then uh, my number one, Krista Berg, Spanish Train, and other stories. Ugh. Don't judge me. I can't do that, album. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll quickly read off. So Tim's was uh, Radiohead's OK Computer. Uh, nice. Uh-huh. Great arcade, album. Oh, yeah. arcade Fire Funeral. Yep. Uh, the Beach Boys Smile Sessions. Nope. Um, Daft Punk, okay. Random Access Memories, and Weezer's Pinkerton. I'm surprised by Random Access, actually. I was actually just listening to it today, and I... I'm not saying it's like gonna usurp any of my top five, but it is definitely an excellent album. So, it's true. But um, would it be considered? Yeah, I guess it's sort of what if it was a compilation because Daft Punk Alive, the uh, the the live um, recording CD, yeah, is pretty amazing. Compilation. Yeah. <laughs> Random access memory is not. A compilation, though. It's, it was released as an album. Yeah, it is a full album. Whatever, guys. Whatever. Whatever. So. <sighs> okay, well, I guess that brings, what, my five? Yeah, people can just skip our other podcasts because we just... Well, by the, time, by the time I release this thing, we'll be getting ready for next week's episode. So I'm not going to drop this till much later. Well, it forces them to go back to the other episodes, so. Yeah, this way they can hear the full discussion. Exactly. Because we actually did sit there and discuss everything about every album in depth. Christy told us conversational podcast. What? Christy told us an amazing, embarrassing story about her. uh, Which one was it? That was the Death Cab album. Oh right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
the movie I'll have to theater to sadness. Sorry. Oh, heartbreak. That's right. That's right. You'll have to you'll have to listen to the episode, Mark. Yeah. Yep. It's a bingo bingo spot. An embarrassing story with Christy. I'm gonna make a one woman show with all these stories. Hmm? I'm just gonna make a one woman show with all these stories and call it embarrassing moments with Christy. We should do we should do like a graphic novel. Mm. <laughs> we'll call it and then there was Alf. <laughs> I didn't say it. I'm off the hook on this one. I don't like you anymore. Let's break up. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, is, that, is, that, is that what all the personality tests are about today? You're testing like for your replacement or something? Yeah, well, you're already named Mark. Yeah, so you're not, have to learn not a, new a name. big transition. <laughs> Except for the extra foot and a half. Eh. I mean, everyone who's taller than me is just taller Around. than me. Wait, no. Oh, no. You're both... You both trim, handsome gents mm-hmm. with dark hair and beards. It's good enough. <laughs> Who got mistaken for brothers. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We did, actually. I didn't tell that part of the story. How did we not tell this part of the story? <laughs> I don't know, because I was more excited about talking about Alf, I think. <laughs> that was the funny part of the story. The fact that people thought we were brothers is just, I don't know. Did they at least think I was the older brother? Mm-hmm. No idea. <laughs> we should see. We should have asked. At least then we could have got some details. I was yeah. too busy trying not to puke. Yeah, that's true. Ugh. Ugh. Poor no, cupcake. No, the the was... story for this is tied back to our previous episode, listeners. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back. And uh, the illustration was quite nice, so Ugh. you missed it. No, I saw it. Saw it through the paper. <laughs> What is, I didn't even see that you'd written Alf. All I saw was this drawing, and I knew you were coming. So I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, God. It's him. And it was just like the, the, the one-two shot. Because it went right from Alf to never ending story. <laughs> Bastion, here's a grain of rice with a whole world. We stole this idea from Horton. Here's a who. <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic. There, we've got our small talk out of the way. Let's yeah. just move on mm, to the album. Let's move on. All right. So, uh, Mark, your list is in thing, but if you want to start going through it, you're number five. My number five, Stunt of a Pilot's Purple. See, this was, I found this to be an interesting pick. Um... My questions. What was my question? Oh, where did you hear the album first? Oh, uh, where did I hear the album first? Uh, well, I I remember listening the because Inner Save Love, Love Song was one of their first few releases for uh, for Purple, right? Yeah. So um, at the time, I was probably the only one collecting vinyl at the time. Jesus, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty even me collecting Wait. vinyl. Oh, and I said collecting bile, and I was like, what? "Oh, I just, you know, I, I, I just wait you? till people throw up until they can't you... throw up anymore, and then I take it all in." But then Mark said he was collecting two, and I was just like, "This is disgusting." Oh, so you did in the nineties. You collected bile. <laughs> so gross. Um, so yeah, I, I bought it on uh, vinyl at this, um, at this record shop that opened up at uh, South Common Mall in Mississauga. And, uh, I listened to it that way and it just, 
quickly became one of my favorites because like the majority of the songs are amazing on there um i can't think of anything bad on there really i was listening to it today um because you'd already posted your list yeah. it gets I, I the only thing i found is it lulls like still remains in pretty penny lulls a little bit and then it kicks right back in yeah but i will give uh the opening riff to silver gun superman yeah. like blows your fucking head off it's so. it's the best way to open up an album like yeah um and then you just have some stellar songs all the way through so um it's it's my it's one of my favorite songs of the pilot cds um a lot of people would probably say core oh um, core is too like faux grunge it is it is um but i would i'd rather listen to tiny music before i listen to core hold me closer tiny music <laughs> That's not what that song is. No, it's, to- it's totally Elton. Yeah. 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 The guy was playing for Trump's inauguration. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's denied that. So. <laughs> no, no, guys. No, I'm pretty. And he's Tony Danza's making an appearance. Oh, it's Tony Danza. Yeah. Hold oh, close, Tony Danza. Quick, what show is he in? Who's the boss? <laughs> Said quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, what was Stone Temple Pilots? So Stone Temple Pilots, uh, just it was awesome. Um, Interstate Love Song was still one of my favorite songs. Um, actually, this is what the only band I've ever seen uh, in concert, like from the '90s. Like I was really disappointed. Really? When did you see them? No, I never saw them. That was oh. like my like, biggest disappointment is I'd never seen Stone Temple Pilots. I totally I heard always, what you heard. And you always knew there's only a matter of time until Wellen was going to die. Yeah. Um, I saw them. Thing to think, but. Yeah, but it was true. I saw them open for, I saw them twice. I saw them once. I saw them headline once and they were not, they were okay. Yeah. But I saw them open for the Red Hot Chili Peppers in oh. like 2001 or 2002, around when, um, the scar tissue record came out whatever album okay. that was um, yeah they opened for the chili peppers they blew the fucking chili peppers out of the water like they were so good that the chili peppers came out and like was so low energy for the rest of the night that i was like i don't really care anymore <laughs> i also saw him do i saw him do uh i saw him with velvet revolver one time too oh how's that man uh, I was just there for Slash. Like I didn't give a shit about Scott Whalen or Velvet Revolver or anything like that. I'm a big Slash fanboy, so I was like, I need to go. Slash is going to go play guitar, and I'm pretty sure they're going to do at least like Sweet Child of Mine. So I'm going to show up and see Slash play because yeah. it was awesome. Nice. But yeah, no, I uh, this uh, this album like man, I remember like a lot of high school time with this record. I think. Yeah, was it ninety four? What year was this? Ninety four. Uh, isn't what is it ninety two or ninety four? Like ninety four. This, was... this one's ninety four. June June seventh, nineteen ninety four. But like, considered the best uh, period for like music. It was like, wasn't this is like right in the middle of like the grunge like explosion. So by the time this came out, I don't know, when, did, when did Core come out? Core must have come out ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. Yeah. Yeah, Core came out like just after everything else had hit because all the big grunge albums from like number 91 it was like pearl jam and nevermind and i think bad motorfinger were all 91 yeah and maybe dirt too i think dirt if not dirt then facelift like the allison chains album true but yeah so these guys rode that wave but this is definitely like where they kind of veer off from like being like a grunge also ran to starting to do their own thing i think they kind of 
coalesce that a little bit better on Tiny Music, more so than they did on uh, this thing. But yep. Yeah, that's true. This is definitely an album that's like near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. So I, I think so. It's 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 a good representation of mid '90s rock. Oh, it was all over the radio. Yeah. I remember how yeah. much that thing was getting played back then. Oh, <laughs> stupid! It's stupid because like even what the the um oh what's the song called again from uh, the Crow? Uh, oh, big empty. Big empty, right? And that was on that album too. Yeah. So. The crow who you were for Halloween yes, one time. Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> also, yes, that was the uh, character that I was for Halloween, and I looked like a sweet transvestite. Yeah. So, um, anyways, that all right, to number four. <laughs> uh, no, the one, the only thing I'm making everybody do: uh, pick one song. Okay. And what's the song off the album that you you would tell people to go listen to? Oh, Interstate Love Song. Okay. By far. Awesome. Okay, so number four then. Number four would be Radiohead The Bends. Okay, explain to me why. Um, okay, so Pablo Honey was alright, but it wasn't amazing. And OK Computer, all those hailed, you know, as it's, it's the critics' favorite. Um... Because it was very experimental and very cool. But Ben's is just a really good, straight, Radiohead rock album. Um, the songs on there are amazing. They're chilling. There's some crazy vocals by Tom York in terms of, like, sustaining um, just, you know, notes and all that stuff in, 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 in this album. It's nuts. He, I think he really stretched... Um, his vocal capacity in this uh, album, and uh, it showed that you know Radiohead weren't just you know creep, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I think definitely coming off that the uh, the Pablo Honey album was a little like, huh, that was a rough, rough album to sit through if you weren't. Uh... Oh yeah, Pablo Honey was pretty rough. Is it uh, it's it's an uneven album. There's some really good songs, and then there's some ones that are just throwaways. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the bends all the way through. It's amazing. It, it gets you know, there's a lot of like low tone, like there's a lot of somber songs in there, but then there's a lot of really good just rock, rock songs on there. Um, it's it's I think it's Radiohead's best, but really, you would say it's Radiohead's best album? In my opinion, for yes. Uh, okay, Computer's incredible, but I'll I'll give it to the bends any day. Huh. Like. How give it to? Oh, I'll just like bend it right over. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the audio cut out. Did it? All I heard was I would just bend it right over. (laughs) (laughs) The the best time to just come right into that conversation. Ew. Uh, oh, and, and if I had to pick a song from that album, um, it would be my Iron Lung. Oh, you go Iron Lung over uh, like Black Star or Black Star's cool, you know, and uh, you know, Fake Plastic Trees is cool, but uh, my Iron Lung, I just love the little uh, the weird wacky riffs that are in, inside of that tune, and it just does it for me. I saw. I still. I'm like. I'm just flipping through the Wikipedia page. I completely forgot that there is a video for Street Spirit. 
Yes, and it's uh, it is bizarre. It's like these weird. Oh, that, nun- blo- that fast forwarding stuff, isn't it? Is that that one? Exactly, and there's like these weird nuns doing lunges and all this stuff. Like, I don't know. It's weird. They're a strange, such a strange, strange band. I don't know. And their music videos are always experimental and odd. Yeah. So. A little bit like the OK Go of the 90s. No, OK Go, I think, does videos just to make cool videos. Yeah, they're awesome at it. They are cool videos. And their music's all right, but it's all right. Yeah, Uh, Radiohead does stuff for the art, so. Like that one... um, that they released, what was it, 2012? Lotus Flower? That was, oh, oh. yeah, the video for, uh, Lo- yeah, for Lotus Flower. Yeah, yeah, where he was just black and white, just dancing. Dancing. And then there's the House of Cards one where, where it used that weird uh, camera that would, that could, like, differentiate depth or something like that. It was really weird. And it's just Tom York's face in, like, dots and lines singing. Ooh. Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about it on the, the main episode, but, like, uh, to when Tim had picked uh, OK Computer, his song pick was um, was Paranoid Android, and the yeah. the fucking we never nobody mentioned the video for it, which is just oh. like I still remember that weird, creepy fucking animated video for that. Yes, it was, and uh, it looked very crude the animation, yeah. but it, it it had some charm to it. Yeah. yeah, I just remember that thing being on like much music constantly. Oh, which, all the time. Actually, this album had uh, the Just video, right? Which would be the same thing. Where it was just like in constant rotation. Just was constant rotation. Fake Plastic Trees, what, had two different videos? Uh, yes, yep. I think so. And um, that was always in constant rotation. Like, this set off Radiohead in terms of hits, too. So it got them right out there. Yeah, it definitely, like, had a lot of, like, pull or, like, whatever. Like, there was just a lot of, like, hype behind this record. Yeah. And they able, they were able to feel like, back it up by releasing okay computer right afterwards exactly wow. exactly actually yeah no 97 it's two only two years between the two yep it's not too bad so. not too bad yeah awesome so where, where did you did you would you have picked it up like off the radio or something like that like where would you have heard it first yeah off the radio again well uh, you know edge 102 and, uh, do they still call it that i don't even know anymore it's what a, was it? Uh, it? I don't know if they call themselves Edge anymore. Yeah, uh, that's too bad. They lost their Edge when they lost. Uh, but I still have an old T-shirt, uh, one hundred two point one, the Edge. I have T-shirt. I have tons and tons of stuff from them because they used to like they would host every concert that came through, right? Yeah. Mm. So anytime you went to a show, there would always be like Edge stuff all over the place. So yeah. who was their um, host that was? controversial Dean Blundell yeah yeah the morning show guy yeah, oh, they lost guy. they lost the edge when they fired him I it was never the edge to me anymore once Alan Cross and George Trombolopoulos had both left once that was done oh. I was like that and after Martin Streak died too that's true yeah when Martin Streak died that was a big bummer too yeah that was the uh, those are the the halcyon days of the uh, of Toronto Radio 102.1 the edge yep pretty much Sorry, I can't. I can't even think of uh, the amount of like bands or albums that they helped like me get into because they were 15. playing stuff. But it's more than that. Okay. 
Just wanted to give you a number in case, because you said you didn't know. No, it'd be higher than. It would be definitely be higher than fifteen. One hundred two point one played everything yeah, that I'm, I listened to. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, seventeen is probably about right. Yeah, maybe eighteen. Maybe maybe eighteen. So I wasn't that off. It made me feel like a fool. <laughs> but yeah, like that, that was. I think pretty much. Yeah, it was pre-internet where everything was accessible, so radio was it for music at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, radio and spending way too much money at the record store, which we discussed on the the main episode. So. That's very true. Yep. Way too much money at the record uh, store. HMV and Sunrise stole all of my money. That's what Mark said too. Sam the Record Man was mine. Actually, that was oh. my. Uh, oh, Tim we, uh, was HMV. Yeah, and Sunrise. Sunrise. Tim was Sunrise. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have. We had a Sunrise, but it was at the at the mall on the other side of town. The one by my house was a Sam the Record Man. So. Yeah. I spent a lot of money in that place, a lot of yeah. money. Well, I had uh, I had what Square One, so it had every music oh. store. Yeah, okay, you had a you had a good mall, so yeah, you probably weren't paying twenty five bucks for CDs either. Oh, uh, depended on the CD, really. But if you if Music World didn't have it, Sam the Record Man would have it, or you know, HMV would have HMV it. You would have yeah. it or Sunrise. So it was it was good pickings. Yeah, it's nice. It would, it would have been nice to have, like, I think it was more when I started to drive, I realized I had options, but it was before that, like, it was like, I got to go to the mall, and if I don't have enough money for this CD, I'm going to be pissed, so <laughs> it was really it's annoying. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, number three. L three. Sorry. It was, oh, yeah. Beatles Revolver. I, can, I don't even have anything. Like, I can, how can you argue with Beatles Revolver? You know what? For me, if I could, I would put Revolver and Rubber Soul together. Because uh, they felt like they just belonged back to back. Like, they should have been in one whole album. Yeah. And um, you just can't contest it. It's one of the Beatles' best. Um, oh, fuck. Um, yeah. I, I, if I'm ever in a bad mood, Beatles Revolver... Um, comes right on so awesome yeah i uh and it's definitely it's like a uh it's kind of like a marker in time for the beatles too it feels kind of like that's where the uh where lennon starts to kind of back off a little bit and him and mccartney become equal partners in like the way they uh they operate the band it's also where they become like the premier studio band like in history where they just start doing everything like in the studio and experiment like crazy so yeah, and then like uh, Harrison too, just coming in with you know Tax Man, which is like a super underrated song. I love super that song. underrated. Uh, he's super underrated as a Beatle too. I think I've he's always always I always say he's my favorite because he's that like the underrated quiet one, but he yep. always writes the best stuff. Like he all his, every time he's got a song on an album, like that's probably my favorite one. Oh, dude! Like one of their most beautiful songs is uh, is his is is while my guitar gently weeps. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Right. I- it's it's a heartbreaking song, um, and the whole story behind it is amazing. Yeah, but um, well, you should tell the story. We're on a podcast where people are listening. Oh shit! I have, <laughs> that, I have to do that stuff on a podcast. Yeah, we have to explain to the audience what we're talking about, like give context and stuff I like that. Ah, oh, they're supposed to know already. Nah, uh, they should. But I mean, <laughs> at this point, who knows what they're like? What these people know about anything? So ah, uh, fine. These people are dicks. Uh, <laughs> don't insult our no, listeners. I love you, listeners. Love you. This uh, is why Mark's. This is why Mark's not a regular contributor to Dance Robot Dance. 
<laughs> I just don't care what people think anymore. Oh, uh, no. We I just, care we, enough for both of us. The retail's we, destroyed me. We target our bile at each other for the most part. We leave the audience out of it. <laughs> yeah. sometimes, sometimes the audience needs a good smack to the face. <gasps> saying that right now. Oh, no. No, I love you. Audience? Audience. Uh. <laughs> and I love you too, babe. Um, okay, so the story, as I understand it, is um, George uh, George Harrison and Eric Clapton had a lot of uh, similar interests, you know, guitar players, women, um, all that stuff, and women. they uh, they were writing a song to win over a specific woman, and Clapton wrote. Uh, what did Clapton write for that? Was that Layla? Is that where he wrote yeah. Layla? It was Layla. And Layla. then uh, Harrison did uh, Well My Guitar Gently Weeps. Who and did she end did she ended up with Clapton though, didn't she? I thought he I thought she ended up with uh, George. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, okay. If she did, then she chose properly. Because Layla's a good song, but Well Got My Guitar Gently Weeps is, is a way better song. Is a much better song. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story as I know it. I could be wrong. If any of our listeners want to contest that. By all means, and go fuck yourself. No. Or you can hit us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being can, a dick at this point. You I can love- hit us up on Facebook and let us know what you think about <laughs> shitty Mark over here. Yeah, that's your new nickname. <laughs> shitty Mark. Asshole Mark. Come on, yeah. I'm being an asshole. You also have an asshole that you use a lot to poop. <sighs> or talk out of, probably. Yeah. Burp, burp, burp. Everything's out of my ass. Visual gags. Um, so, yeah, again, again, Taxman would be my song for this album. Uh, where, do, where would you pick? Is this like a, a parental kind of influence? Sort of, because my, my dad had the uh, cassettes and a few of the albums when I was growing up. And uh, he never listened to them like crazy, but I just sort of picked it up and started listening to it. Like, I'd put it on our, on our record player and uh, just listened to it, so... Um, and then I remember my, my father used to own a restaurant back in the day in Burlington and, uh, it was a fine dining restaurant and, uh, they had the stereo set up in the, in in the restaurant and I would actually run to the tape deck and throw in the Beatles and turn it on. And then you would have, you would see like either my dad or some, one of his employees rushing back down to put back French music on. (laughs) Because it just wouldn't have been appropriate to have you know rock pl- playing in the background of a fine dining restaurant. At this point, the Beatles is practically classical music. So. At this point, yeah, <laughs> but at the time, not really, right? No, not really. So that's awesome. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so that was number three. Number three. Number two. This one you're gonna have to talk. You're gonna have to tell me about because I yeah. this one raised my eyebrow. Would you say it's unusual? Oh, uh, it, a little. It's. It was it definitely like as I was going through Mark's list, I was like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I was like, whoa, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Cindy Lauper for me was one of those artists who uh, were very underrated when she came out. Um, she did win um, a Grammy for this album. Um, I think she won it for this album. That or she, she won really? it for. I'm pretty sure she won either a Grammy for this album or it was her True Colors album. But um, two Grammys. Sorry. Two Grammys she won for this album. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Best New Artist, and it doesn't say what the other one was. I think it was just Best Album, but I could be wrong. Um, oh, Best Album Package. There we go. So, um, I don't know, man. When I listened to her as a kid. 
this album was awesome. Um, it was just, it was all over the place. And not only that, there's, you know, she comes out, she doesn't look like anything else at the 80s at this point. She, no one had this, uh, had this much of a, a punk persona on, on, on a pop album like this before, um, in my opinion. And she just exploded on the scene, and instantly I had a crush on her. <laughs> um, <laughs> my hair is blonde, and I speak in a high, squeaky voice. And it's funny, because if you ever see her in interviews, she sounds like, you know, this... Um, she sounds like she's Harley Quinn. She talks with a Boston accent, and she's very Is it Boston or uh, Jersey? It's probably Jersey. So, um... I don't know. I just, I just fell madly in love with her as a kid. And this album just solidified it, too, because it was good overall. Um, it does suffer from some 80s producing, uh, but doesn't take away from a lot of the songs. Huh. Uh, where would you have heard this? Because you would have been really young. This album came out in 1983. 83. So um, I also had an older sister who was six years Oh, six years older than you? Six years older than me. Oh, she's six really? years. Um, oh. Boo. Um, and um, I'd probably, you know, hear it from her or just, you know, radio and all that stuff. So, um, and then I got, I went back to it a few, you know, uh, many years later. <laughs> Apparently. And uh, I just realized it was, it was a good album overall. It was a fun album. Um, she has some really good songs on there. Some that are, you know, probably considered classics. Um, so yeah. Um, and if I had to pick a song, um, it'd be tied. Uh, time after time, and she bop. She bops about masturbation. Yep, female masturbation. Not male masturbation. Female well, there's a, it says she, right? So yeah. she bop. And that's she where I learned how to please a woman. <laughs> that was all through porn. Great. Excellent. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at the, the track listing. The writer's credits on this album, I don't recognize any of the names. She wrote three songs. Okay. Four songs of the ten. But track three, When You Were Mine, yep. was written by fucking Prince. Yep. <gasps> And it sounds if you if you listen to the lyrics of that song, does it sound like a Prince song? It sounds like a Prince song, and it's great. A pr- Prince is a fucking master. It's also it's also oh I was gonna say it's the longest song on the album, but it's tied for that with "Money Changes Everything." Interesting. Um, Cindy Lauper actually wrote the music and helped write the book with Harvey Feinstein for the musical "Kinky Boots." Yep. They won the Tony. Oh, that's just... right. She's uh she's almost an EGOT uh EGOT winner if you uh, know yeah. your 30 rock references. Yeah, absolutely. That's What's she her? missing? Uh Oscar. Oscar. Oh, she's never going to get that. Well, we don't know. You never know cuz she does write stuff too, right? They mm. said the same thing about the South Park guys and they were this close if they'd won if they'd only won um, They would have had a, uh, EGOT? South Park. Canada. They would have yeah, they would have had an EGOT. They should have won that. They got they robbed. Should've. They did. They got robbed. <laughs> what won that year for a song? Not that. Oh, I don't know. Something uh, else Robin Williams didn't perform. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, as a side note, um, I looked up Patty Boyd, who mm-hmm. was George Harrison and Eric Clapton's muse. Yep. 
she married George Harrison, um, but uh, after he had a number of affairs. Oh, George. Including with Ringo Starr's wife. Ooh. She left him. <laughs> George. And then she married Eric Clapton, but Eric Clapton also had a number of affairs, including one with an Italian model, Lori Del Santo. And uh, she was the inspiration for Bell Bottom Blues, Wonderful Tonight, and Layla. And then she married a property developer. Because she divorced both those guys. Okay, what's this? Douchebags. What's this broad's name? Patty, P-A-T-T-I-E, Boyd, B-O-Y-D, Boyd. Of course, the two songs that I like the most. She-bop, Were written by Cindy as well. I mean, she's she's pretty, but like, I'm not gonna... It sounds like like forty five thousand guys were trying to kill themselves over. She was amused. I'll tell she you was this, like the I, Penny Lane. If I could, it still would. Talking about Cindy Lauper or Patty Boyd? Oh, Cindy Lauper. Oh, Cindy Lauper. Okay, fair enough. Are you talking about Patty Boyd? I was. Well, I'm looking at Patty Boyd right now. She's beautiful. She's yeah, pretty, but she's not like, like not like fucking George Harrison and Eric Clapton fighting over you, pretty. You know what I mean? Well, during that period, she'd be considered like. Yeah, yeah full-faced, blonde, dark eyeliner, big blue eyes. Oh, I this guess. sounds like I'm describing someone else we all know. Just call me Patty. So, anyway, uh, Blame Canada okay. was nominated for an Oscar, but lost to Phil Collins' You'll Be In My Heart for the movie Tarzan. Okay, no, I get that. I get no, that. I don't. Yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, I get it. Did South Park not take a shot at Phil Collins after the fact for that, too? Oh, so many times. (laughs) As I said, Phil Collins is an asshole. Yeah, Phil Collins is a fucking Yeah, but they also went to the Oscars on LSD and in women's dresses. Phil Collins is still an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) They still got robbed. Blame Canada's brilliant. How many dresses they wear, Phil Collins is an asshole. That's awesome. That's pretty funny, though. That's a fact. All right. <laughs> you talk out of it, because then you'd have something in common. Okay. And my number one is David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust. I can't even like begin to argue with you on this one, because... I'm surprised he didn't make it into either of yours or Tim's top five. I know he's in Bowie? the top ten, but... Bowie is in my... I was working on my list again today. He's in my top ten, or yeah, top fifteen at least. And this album is the best concept album, um, probably one of the best concept albums ever made. Okay, you said one of. I was gonna say there's a, there's arguments to be made for a lot of these, so True. True. you're gonna have to quantify that statement. Um, overall, the track listings, um, front to back, the songs are good. Um, even the B sides, like uh, John, I'm only dancing, is incredible. Um, I don't. I could listen to this album on repeat and not get sick of it. It's just uh, everything about it is so well done. Um, like what other concept albums could we make an argument that, like are better than this? I don't know. Some would probably say Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, but I find not Dark me. Side a little boring. Like I like Dark Side, but. There's a bit of filler in there, you know? Um, 
Okay, fair enough. Um, I don't know. I just don't think you could beat this album in terms of like music quality because even these these songs on their own are they're good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got one of the like most staggering track lists out of all like Bowie's discography. Usually he's got like two or three songs on here. He's got like an entire album of like solid material on exactly. this one. It's this still actually the funny part is like even the the Bowie album that I pick uh, going in there is still not it's not this one. Oh, which one did you pick? I right, like save it. Oh, save it. Yeah, well, it'll it'll be well, nobody's nobody. That'll by the time we actually get to it, it'll be like a year from now. So it's Aladdin Sane, but it's it's much later. Aladdin Sane is a great album. Yeah, yeah, and it's actually only in my top fifteen, not even in my top ten. Oh wow! Yeah, fair enough. But like, look at the track listing on here, right? Like five years. Yeah. Solid, oh yeah. Solid, solid, slow intro to the album. Um, then it goes into Soul of. Moon Age Daydreams, Starman, and it ain't, ain't easy. That 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 alone for side one is just killer. Yeah, I have. A, there's an argument to be made that Stardust may or uh, Starman may actually be my favorite Bowie song. Nice. Yeah, that is a very solid song. <laughs> right, but like you, f- you finish off with Ziggy Stardust, Suffragette City, and then Rock and Roll Suicide. Yeah, that's what I mean. This like the album's trackless oh. is ridiculous. Oh, it's so. stupid. It's it's great. So. Um, and and it's so beautifully produced overall, right? So yeah, uh, this is this is my number one album. Um, if I had to choose another uh, concept album, it'd be a weird one. It's um, Flaming Lips. Uh, You'll see me battles of pink robots. Oh, okay. That that one's outside my wheelhouse. I I can never get into that record. No, it is so bizarre. Um, but it's so it's. There's so many layers in a lot of those tracks that it's just really fun to listen to. But for some people, it might um, hurt their senses because it's a little nuts. So. Fair enough. Um, so where would you, like Ziggy Stardust, where did you hear this? Oh, um, actually, this is uh, when I was working at Sunrise for a while. Um, I heard, always heard about this album and I never got to as a kid. My, my dad wasn't a huge rock aficionado. Uh, Beatles was like the extent of it for him. So uh, I got I, I started listening to a lot of Bowie during that period of time, and I picked up this album, and it just easily became my favorite. Was this a time when you were possibly questioning your sexuality with a lot of Bowie? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> just uh, yeah. That's fair. We've all been there, buddy. It's it's totally fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. That's awesome. Did you ever get a chance to see him live? No. Um, which really sucked, but um, I did go to that exhibit that they did at the AGO. Yeah, my uh, my mom took my brother and I. My brother and I are both big boy fans, right? So uh, we... Actually, we went and saw... Paul and I think saw him together once, nice. at least. I saw him twice before he passed away. Um, I got lucky, thankfully. Yeah. And got to see him twice. Um, both times, like, just staggeringly good live, right? Like, amazing performer. But we were, we saw the same, that, that exhibit. It was amazing. Yeah. So, he's t- he was, like, because it's awesome. You see, like, the outfits he was wearing, and they're, like, the legit outfits, right? Oh, nuts. He is a little man, or was a little man. Like, t- such a small, small little guy. Those costumes look like they're for, like, children. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a tiny waif. Wife guy. <laughs> but, uh, so goddamn talented. Like, yeah. so fucking talented. 
songwriter, or artist, even as an actor, he's pretty good. You know, like I don't know, his package does good work in uh, Labyrinth. <laughs> Labyrinth, yeah. There's a lot of acting there. It's yeah. very, very good, very good package. Yeah, it's a, it's a good performance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still love Magic Dance. The song's so good. Such a stupid song, but it's so good. So good. So we got, were pretty terrifying around him. Oh, I was gonna say we should watch that again. We could. I I don't remember anything about Labyrinth no? except David Bowie's package. That's that pretty I'll much. Never forget. That's pretty much all anybody remembers about it. And I also was I think, I think the other thought going through most people's minds is is Jennifer Connelly legal yet? That was probably the question people were asking too. Well, at that point, I was a young kid, so it didn't really matter. It didn't matter, but yeah, when she was legal. Yeah. So you you came. Speaking of still wood. You came in for for Jennifer, and you left with the package. Yeah, you left with Bowie in your head. <laughs> I wonder how many how many young men that guy affected in that way. Well, it worked for uh, Iggy Pop, so that's true. <laughs> I think it was working for my brother too at one point. So he'll he'll be able to confirm or deny this once he listens to this episode. So. <laughs> uh awesome. So okay, so we heard, figured out where you okay. Did you pick one song? One song. Oh, man, this is tough. Um, it's weird. If I had to pick, it'd be a B-side. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, John, I'm only... Uh, what is it? I'm only dreaming or dancing? John, I'm only dancing. Okay. Um, it's just a very fun song. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame it didn't make it onto the album, but you could understand why, too. Um, well, also that, because LPs only had so so much length, and I think this probably was capping it out. So probably, but if I had to pick one of the legit songs on here, um, Suffragette City. Nice. Yep. It's nice. just a uh, awesome, fast-paced, high-energy song. So. Good times. Yep. So that wraps up. All four of our albums, all four of the, these people's albums. How much you want to bet Eric's going to want to do this now too? Once we, uh, once he reappears. <laughs> bonus episode. He's got good taste in music. Bonus, bonus episode. He'll probably just say a bunch of musicals to irritate me. <laughs> Hamilton, Rent, Wicked, Into the Woods, and Dogfight, Dogfight. Uh, what else would he like? Um, Noise is off. Oh, he'd like lots. And then, uh, yeah, honorable message for albums. Um, which well, you don't even have to do if you don't want to do honorable mentions, you can just save them because what we'll do is when we go through, we do six through ten because this is going to be a series, right? We're going to keep going, okay? Um, save them and make your list and keep going with that list until you can't anymore. And once you can't anymore, that's where you drop out of the series because that's what Tim and I have done. I'm looking at my list right now, I am at 63 albums. Holy, shit. oh wow. I'm gonna be here forever. I Go nuts. Name five that I like. <laughs> you barely were able to name five that you liked. I know. It's not that I don't listen to music. It's just I don't listen to albums. And I, I Tim and I said it a million times on the podcast, and I'm gonna say it again. Fucking millennials. Sorry. <laughs> iTunes. I know. iTunes that I ruined to you the whole way through. Muppet Christmas Carol. Put it on the list. Solid album. <laughs> it's on the list. So that we, so that we can make fun of you for Muppet it. Muppet Christmas Carol. So in between what will probably be a conversation between Tim and I about like, I don't know, 
shit the nationals alligator or something like that you can tell us about the the muppets christmas carols oh man it just touched me when i was a kid um every day is a gift the sun comes up and i can hear it lift my spirits yeah tim and i will be talking about like the nationals speaking to our uh, incipient adulthood malaise and you'll be singing kermit songs into the eyes of what have you done? This is going to happen all night now. Oh, amazing. Well, that's good. She can sing us out. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this little special episode. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or the Google Play Store. You can give us a like on our Facebook page at facebook.com, facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast or send us an email at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. Let us hear the voice of reason singing through the night. Oh, so good. Get all teary. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Say goodnight, kids. (laughs) Goodnight, kids. Goodnight.